0: On today's episode of QTB, GoldenEye 007 was spotted on Xbox again. Something
1: about TVs, but honestly, I don't care about anything else. Just GoldenEye. And
0: hey, it's
1: our one-year anniversary.
0: All that and actual news. It's 2022. Let's roll that intro. Get ready to quit the build. Here we go. The QTB crew is rounding up
2: all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little extra something. <laughs> And here are your hosts, Bruno, Brad, and Nick.
1: What it do? You're listening to the QTB podcast. I'm your host, Bruno, and with me are the boys of QTB, our co hosts, Nick and Brad.
0: What is going on? And we have got quite the show. We are coming in hot from 2021 we had a, of course took a week off there of course to celebrate the holidays hope everyone had a fantastic holiday got whatever chance you can to spend with friends and family and we we certainly did we're right back in the thick of it though and we know that uh, 2022 is going to be such a great year but we have so much to celebrate because right now this week that we're airing the podcast marks the one year anniversary of quit the build brad <sighs> Come on, man.
2: I mean, how could I not be more excited to kick off the new year by celebrating
1: my one year anniversary with you two guys? I mean, hey come on. this whole idea of taking something that we started as a Facebook group and then turning it into what it is now. It's truly mind blowing. And I'm excited for 2022 and what we're going to be bringing to our community. So thank you so much for all of you who are listening and keeping us afloat. We do appreciate it, especially our Patreon, uh, patrons, the the people that help us keep the lights on. Man, you guys have been really helpful this past year, and we're excited to bring you guys new stuff, more stuff, and just stuff. Just stuff. Let's get to the stuff, Nick. What (laughs) is the stuff?
0: What a segue. Let's get to the stuff. (laughs) Well, yeah, we're going to be talking more about the one-year anniversary of QTB a little bit later, but of course, our our listeners are mostly here for the news, so let's get right into it. Today's big story is brought to you by Express. VPN. Hey, you listening out there, I don't know what you made your New Year's resolution, but just just throw it away. Throw it in the trash. You know you weren't going to keep it anyway. Make your New Year's resolution to ensure your safety while online. Finally get around to protecting your online privacy because these days your sensitive information from credit card numbers to your physical address, it's up for grabs in an increasingly unsafe online world. Protect yourself today. Sign up for ExpressVPN. Make sure that your online activity is protected from wood the hackers. They're out there. Yep. The hacker men. Closing oh, that yeah. gate. Closing it. <laughs> That's
1: it. You can do it we're
0: with tu- ExpressVPN. We're turning on the alarm. Well, with their here. app. You just you, you go to the app, you push one button, bada bing, bada boom, the VPN is on. So you're not kidding. So listen, visit www.tryexpressvpn.com slash QTB to learn how you can get three months for free, make 2022 the year you protect your online identity once and for all. That's www.tryexpressvpn.com slash QTB. The link is in the show notes. Guys, I, I, I think it's safe to say that we are 96. Kids, right? 90s, early 2000s kids, right? That's fair.
2: I'm with you on that. That's the news. Yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, Maybe. All right. Well, let me take (laughs) you back (laughs) to the year. (laughs) (laughs) Does that yeah, that, uh, Does that
1: answer it for you people yes. out there? I think we are.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Seeing as we did an entire up, uh, up Nostalgia Vault bonus episode on Nickelodeon game shows by themselves, yeah. But it's safe to say that anyone who has grown up with the Nintendo 64 would agree that uh, GoldenEye 007 is one of the most iconic games, uh, really platform-defining games for the Nintendo 64, but really one of the most iconic first-person shooters of all time. And it looks like it looks like we're finally going to be getting a, a this Nintendo 64, 64 classic brought back on the Xbox platform. So this news oh yeah is breaking from GameSpot really originally breaking from TrueAchievements.com which of course is an online kind of repository of achievements with kind of tutorials and guides on ways to uh, get those achievements but also uh, usually a place where you might get a, a news break if achievements leak for a game before they're supposed to and yeah. this appears to be what has happened. So they, somebody found there Wario 64 in particular found <laughs> the GoldenEye 00 00- 07 thumbnail that shows on True Achievements about you know 55 different achievements that are from Goldeneye 007 worth a thousand gamer score, which would mm. indicate a AAA size game, right? A lot of those smaller titles typically don't get the full 1,000 gamer score, at least back in the day. Yeah. When we had the Xbox Live Arcade. Now here's where things get interesting, guys. Let's is that you know we talked about this on our TikTok. If you're following us uh, at Quit the Build on TikTok, you actually probably heard me talk about this already. That it most likely is not the GoldenEye HD port that we were going to get way back in the late 2000s, around 2007. This game had been actually almost entirely finished, minus maybe the netcode to play online. But at the last second, somebody, I believe from Nintendo, said, ah, not so much. We don't want that on Xbox. They said no. And this game, that was pretty much finished, uh, ended up getting pulled completely, never to be seen. Now, the gameplay footage for that leaked last year, but that would be as an Xbox Live Arcade title. I believe those only got like 200 or 300 gamer score to play with you couldn't go the full thousand so this seems to indicate we're getting either maybe a port or even possibly a full-blown edition of that GoldenEye hd all i'm saying is it is about time right yes nick
2: it is long 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 overdue i cannot believe that we're waiting this we have waited this long to get a remake or a remaster of a, such a classic iconic game that you and i discussed. Discussed on one of our Nostalgia Vault episodes. Oh, and, yeah. You know, yeah. and so for me, this is truly exciting, especially as we know this year, 2022, is the 60th anniversary of the James Bond series. Ah, and to add okay. speculation fuel to the fire. The Twitter account for James Bond did tweet that this is the 60th anniversary for the series and to watch out for new announcements, events, and new content across 2022 so bruno i mean can they be fueling the fire that we could be getting this game this year
1: i am ready for some golden eye okay listen this is the game that started it all for me in terms of being a shooter connoisseur these are the moments that I live for and I, I don't care what iteration we get this in whether it's the HD remastered or if it's the original one that looks you know grainy as hell I don't care I <laughs> want it because I, I remember seeing that leaked footage that Nick's talking about the HD. I mean, it was essentially the entire game. It was 100% finished from start to finish. You could go, they ran through the entire uh, game and it was so great to see uh, just remastered. Now I will, I will say it it seems weird that they might release it, not remastered or, or not the HD version on one platform, but save it for the other. I don't know if that's going to be their plan my guess might be maybe they're doing something else and they're going to be adding a new goal or a new 007 game to the Switch platform and then include that uh, the GoldenEye remake with it or or whatever it may be but you know it has it been a long time and the reason for that is just because of the legality issues you know behind uh, Rare and GoldenEye as a property right like Rare is owned by Microsoft now so technically you know the the rights of the game through rare's eyes are you know owned by them and and microsoft so it should come out on xbox live but in nintendo's eyes they own the rights to the original game um and you know probably the original license to that game so uh you know we're in this tug of war now but hopefully we've come to this point where everyone can just you know agree to disagree and agree to agree that we can <laughs> have it as gamers, right? Like, maybe we're never yeah. going to get this perfect scenario, but just release it, you know, because th- this is a true fan service, wouldn't you say? Yeah, Well, and I would say, just to echo
2: that, that your your legality issues that you highlight probably also explains why GoldenEye was not featured in that 30-game Rare Replay package that came out a little while back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, you're right. I think at this point, they just need to find a way to come to some compromise to get this out to the community because i i I can sense the three of us we're not alone we're ready whatever iteration is i want to get my hands on this game and play it again and bring back those feelings of just pure enjoyment and nostalgia of you know speed racing through the game or taking my time or even if we could find the cheat modes again and be able to you know turn on golden gun or big heads or whatever you want to call it it was it's so fun any way you play it
1: yeah nick knows that that my one lament for modern day gaming is the lack of cheat codes and replay value in in single player games, and and that to me is the just the cornerstone of how to make a game replayable to give people invisibility, invincibility, infinite ammo, dual wielding every single weapon in the game, having every single weapon in the game at your disposal. It, it just you know I mean they weren't bound they. Didn't try and bound it by realism. They're like, oh well, James Bond can only really carry, you know, an assault rifle and a sidearm. So you know, we're not going to have them. No, I was dual wielding rockets around the levels and just <laughs> trying to speed run as fast as I could. I, I play. I I spent so much money at Blockbuster every weekend trying to get that. Until so my parents finally were like, okay,
0: we're not we're not taking you there anymore. Here's the actual game. Right. That's how you wear them down, right? Y'all, like I can't have. Of this game? Okay, well, you, you know we're going to Blockbuster, <laughs> yeah, <that's> so. <laughs> we're going. Any fond memories for you, Nick? By far, it's, it's where my sense of community around gaming really started, right? I, I think back to so many times where maybe I went over to a friend's house and we just played a game, you know, that maybe back and forth or played a two-player game if that was possible, but my earliest memories of getting together and playing a large game are the Nintendo 64, right? And Mario Kart 64 and GoldenEye 007, those were the staples, the games that maybe not everybody had had, but chances were very high you were going to play one or the other um, when you brought your controller over to a friend's house. And, you know, just the, the memories around that, uh, you know, rose-tinted glasses for sure. The game was janky as hell when you played with four players with oh, a yeah. low frame rate, but you didn't care because you were having fun playing with friends, and it was it was, it was was a golden eye. Uh, it, it was a multiplayer experience that had never really been experienced before outside of maybe PC LAN parties, you know, way back um, that go back as far as, you know, early 3D shooters and and, and beyond. But I'm telling you, you know, this is so great to see. And you're right, Bruno. It's it's there's so many things that are getting in the way of this happening so long ago. Like I said, it had to be such a gut punch for the people that created that HD version, because you can you can tell that love went into it, especially much like Diablo 2. You have that legacy toggle, right? Where at any point in the game, you can push a button and it instantly like in the the Master Chief Collection switches over to the classic graphics, which just adds that layer of just exploration of going to every little thing and seeing like, what? did it look like before? What does it look like now? What do I prefer? It just adds oh, yeah. so much fun and so much uh, it really really infuses the nostalgia into it of what you remember versus what this this new version is offering while, without changing the game yeah. fundamentally. I think the big problem is, you know, I, I think that GoldenEye 007 was a victim of its own success. You go back to really any generation of gaming up until now and most movie cash-ins, most movie video game adaptations suck. They're terrible. <laughs> yeah. They're lazy. Yeah, they have very true. short deadlines, true, right, yeah. to, to actually get the game out, yeah. and so it's very difficult for them to produce a AAA game. Uh, back in the Nintendo 64 days, or even in the NES NES days, right? Yeah. Atari was you know legendary with 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 ET. Oh yeah, that was a game that needed to be out in time for Christmas after ET had released, and that's why the game was so bad. So it's very important to understand that when you have these rare moments, no pun intended, where <laughs> a, game wow. fanta- really <laughs> a game is just fantastic, it really wasn't. A game is absolutely fantastic that when I say it becomes a victim of its own success I mean you're kind of stuck right like the GoldenEye franchise right is is, it's not James Bond it's GoldenEye they tried making other games but some of them were third person a lot of them failed to recapture that magic a lot of them weren't made by Rare at all and so what happens is I think you know with with Super Mario Brothers that's a franchise right you can create a new Mario game and Mario's there you know it but I don't think that people look at GoldenEye the same way that they do James Bond as the character. Yeah. Goldeneye is a feeling, right? Yeah. But because the original game covered the entire movie, it's like, well, what else do you do with it, really? You're yeah. like I said, you're a victim of your own success. You've you've covered the entire Goldeneye yep. film. I think back to, I think it was called Goldeneye uh, Rogue Agent or yeah, something yeah, to that yeah, effect. Yeah. I know what you're talking right? about. Right. That was an Xbox title yep. that it had literally no affiliation to Goldeneye whatsoever beyond it being like in the Bond universe. Yeah. yeah. You know, it it even shows a guy with a golden eye on the cover like that was part of the no it was a satellite guys <laughs> come on so it was obviously a cash grab to be like, hey, we're associating it with, with GoldenEye 007. And so, you know, with the legality issue too, it just makes it even harder where it's like, okay, well, what do we do with it even if we could make a new game? You're right. You've got to get Nintendo on board. You've got to get Microsoft on board. And you have to get whoever owns the rights to, to James Bond, I'm guessing MGM. Yeah. So it, it's just this, it's this, this, this multi-layer problem that it seemed like it was never going to get fixed. You even look at like Sony with Spider-Man, right? We keep bringing up Spider-Man. Yeah. Where, you know, Sony wouldn't let go of Spider-Man for the longest time because to them, well, we can make a subpar movie that makes good money or we can give it to Marvel and take a cut of a movie that makes great money. No, we want it all Yeah, we want it all for yeah, ourselves, right?
1: ourselves, exactly, which is a terrible plan, you know.
0: That's the wrong message. To me, a little slice
2: of a big pie is well worth it way more than a big slice of no pie, right? I yeah, mean, right? at some point, people got to get smart and realize coming together is going to be, it's a win-win for everyone, right? Rather than a big win for you and a loss for everyone else why don't you win together and the win the people who win the most are the fans the people the gamers who play yeah right because they're mm-hmm. getting the content that they want and and it's gonna and that's where you're gonna see the success and the want and the come back and play that game some more give me give me the small piece of pie I'm, I'm cool
1: let's go well i got news for you if you've never played the sequels the follow-up games from goldeneye which are tomorrow never dies and. World world is not enough. They are actually pretty decent games. Um they still give you that same golden eye feel. Obviously they improved upon the graphics because this was towards the tail end of the Nintendo 64 and the beginning of PlayStation 2. So, um you know, you really were able to see how they improved the game and it was maybe not as fondly remembered in in, in today's you know gamers minds right like we kind of skip over it but I got news for you I played the heck out of those games they had (laughs) missile they had like guided missiles where you could literally shoot a missile and then use your joystick to fly it around the map as you you know we just like entirely across the map it was ridiculous it was the only time where i was comfortable playing 1v1 were only GoldenEye games right like i feel like that's yeah. how it started was you know you 1v1ing your friend and then hopefully you could get enough people to actually play uh, a multiplayer game but it's something that i think you know we're going to look back on it and as long as the controls are there as long as we've got the that legacy uh, look at it and i i think it's going to be an easy sell it's going to be one of the, the pinnacles I think of 2022. And if this is just a start of what 2022 is going to be, I, you know, I don't want to jinx it fellas because I felt that way last year. Like maybe we're, you know, starting off something, you know, amazing here, <laughs> but uh, we kind of regressed a little bit. And now I feel like we're moving forward. We're fine. You know, we got the Xbox fridge. We got the Xbox series X.
0: Thank goodness. Boys, Thank goodness. We're ready. <laughs> That's- that's right. I mean, look, 2021 was the year of the delay, right? Yeah. So many AAA games have been pushed to this year <laughs> that I feel like I feel like we're bound to have a good year. Yeah. So I'm, I, I think fingers crossed uh, for for the gaming industry as a whole. Well, we do have a couple comments. Uh, again, one of the perks of following us across social media is sometimes on different platforms you never quite know what we give you an opportunity to give us some uh, a comment about an upcoming episode that we will feature. This week we did it on TikTok again. At, uh, at TikTok, our handle is at quit the build and asked to say, hey, what are your thoughts? on this. So one person, his name is uh, Liam from Fantastic Underscore Tech. Very cool kind of tech review TikTok account. um, And that's Fantastic Underscore Tech spelled T-E-K. And he had some feedback for us. He said that uh, this is awesome. He never got to play the original, but if it's just a port that's cool, hopefully a good remaster introducing these games to a new generation is not only is only a win uh, as long as they don't slap a fat price on it. And I do agree. I think it would be a huge mistake to take a game like that if you're only going to put a fresh coat of paint on it to charge like the full $60 plus experience. Uh, I I think this this needs to be in the the $30 tops. Uh, We would pay it. Yeah, (laughs) but I... Okay, yeah, we'd pay it. Who We can charge it you Also, we have a, a comment from uh, Russell, of course, aka Epic Capture Productions, one of our patrons, yeah. saying this would literally, hands down, make 2022 the best year <laughs> ever. He would easily take a week off of work right? to play this nonstop. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Buddy, we are right there with you. We'll, we'll be playing some matches together. You know, it, it's great to see so many people get excited about this. It, it's great to get back to the roots because I think in a lot of ways, I think Perfect Dark picked up that mantle, right? Rare's next game that took a lot of the elements of of GoldenEye, right? The the gunplay and not so much the plot or characters, and just raised it up to the next level. So much so that Perfect Dark even included legacy weapons from GoldenEye 007, yeah. and even classic maps mm-hmm. uh, like Facility. You could play yeah. um it, it pretty much in exactly the way that you remember them. So um I, I think rather than just you know celebrate the gameplay, we really want to celebrate the franchise and the and the movie that uh, that made that game so great. Well, guys, we have a whole lot more to get to, so let's keep it moving. But of course, since we met, mentioned Russell there, might as well talk about our Patreon supporters. Brad, give us the list. Yeah, well, let's give a big shout out and celebrate our Patreon subscribers. Let's go shout out to Nick Nick, Epic Capture Productions, The Dudas Monk. Indie Game Yaks, Alan Abadesa, and Mr. Grove Games. We love you. Thank you guys so much. As always, we have so much great stuff happening on our Patreon. Uh, just two bucks a month gives you access to it. And for $5 a month, you can get a shout-out on each and every episode of Quit the Build and Gotta Watch. Uh, we are in between seasons on Gotta Watch right now. Make sure to check out our season finale of season one where we dive into the uh, irrefutably Christmas movie uh, of Die Hard. And we have a uh, season two coming up in February. But in the meantime, we have uh, two Two of our monthly bonus Nostalgia Vault episodes. Normally do one per month, so we're going to give you a second. We'd love for you to check it out if you are into 80s, 90s nostalgia, even a little 2000s. Uh, we love talking about stuff, and we hope that you love hearing it. So again, patreon.com quitthebuild is the place to go. Thank you so much for your support. Guys, CES 2022 is upon us. What happened? It's all about that technology, and we say we're about fresh tech. I will say this. We haven't really gotten through the whole thing where, where this episode recording is landing, so I I think we're going to have more comprehensive coverage of it and the highlights on next week's episode of Quit the Build. But I, I think there was one story that broke early that was worth mentioning. And no, it's not the PlayStation 2 VR, which, by the way, it's it's going to be called the the PS2 VR. Why, That's what we know. Why
1: even I, uh, Why even make it? They didn't even really market the first one. There was no real games that came out for it, Nick. And everything yeah. was an experience and it was freaking... I. This is what's wrong with PlayStation. This is the problem. Problem that we're, that we're experiencing It's not right I think Wait, that was the wrong sound
0: uh, He got so upset he pushed the wrong button <laughs> So I enraged did. He pressed the so wrong button So
1: enraged, I'm so enraged Right now I don't have an appropriate <laughs> rage song So this is gonna be it How dare you Station? What were you thinking How dare you what this is unacceptable yes. and other things that i i rate gamers say i'm yes. irate and i don't want it yes. i didn't want it in the first place and i don't want this and that okay
0: that's that's it there's going to be a Horizon <laughs> game for it. That's all we know. Oh, well, that's kind of cool. <laughs> all right, yeah actually, so, so give us the lowdown. What, what What's going on with it? So yeah, like we said, we're going to have full coverage of, of kind of the CES and our our picks, our highlights of the, the cool tech coming out uh, on next week's episode. But the one thing that I think is worth mentioning is in the cloud gaming space, and this is about uh, Samsung's smart TVs. So we have this interesting trend happening right now where I think it was just a matter of time. A lot of TV manufacturers are starting to include gaming apps as a native thing. You don't even have to go on to like their their store. You just, it's it's preloaded on there like Hulu or Netflix or YouTube. It's becoming one of those things that you just have. Um, and we have had past uh, other TV manufacturers, uh, for example, include Google Stadia as a built-in thing where you if you have any you know Bluetooth controller, you can just hook it right up and start streaming games. No extra hardware required. Well, the big news here is that as part of its CES 2022 announcements and the story coming from IGN.com, Samsung's gaming hub uh, is gonna be announced. And that's going to be a platform service It's going to be aimed at the ability to play uh, video games on your TV without any kind of uh, additional hardware. So they have confirmed that uh, NVIDIA's GE Force Now, Google Stadia, and Utomic, which I am not going to lie, I have no idea what that is, and I consider myself to be a cloud gaming person. So <laughs> we'll, we'll look into that. But I mean, hey, that's great that we have other other uh, companies and other products trying to, to muscle in there and, and figure out their, their space, their niche in the market. So yeah, they are going to serve as launch partners for the gaming pu- hub with all three services powered by Tizen, Samsung's Linux-based mobile operating system, uh, with additional services expected to arrive in the future. I will say this about this. I am very surprised that as a day one offering that Xbox's Game Pass streaming is not something that's going to be there on the app. We do know that that they are going to be unveiling their streaming stick, right? You'll be able to just kind of pop into any TV, any HDMI port, and wireless, wirelessly stream game Kind of similar to a Chromecast or anything like that, any of those dongles, right? That you can attach to a uh, to media devices. You see that was Amazon? Uh, Amazon too. Yeah, Amazon Luna. Yeah, yeah, they have that or the, the Fire Stick. Yeah, There's yeah. all sorts of different devices. Yeah, they're they're very commonplace these days with a very wide range of price points. But I think this is such a very important thing because we we're entering in this new era of cloud gaming, and it's been kind of a the wild west in terms of people figuring out what do the different services do. How as a service do you educate people on what kind of cloud based like ecosystem that you have? To this day, people most people still don't understand how Google. Google Stadia works thinking that you need to purchase it or you need to own something when really you have a browser and a keyboard you can just go play these games right now a lot of which are free Do uh, I need Destiny an 2. NFT yes. to make it work? You need multiple uh, pictures of monkeys yes <laughs> you need to own them but uh, this is such a great moment because we're finally seeing you know a major player in the TV space being like hey we are all in on cloud gaming uh, we want to make it uh, easy and accessible for anybody to hop in there and I have to say this is also a, a very interesting uh, kind of of juxtaposition between the two services because GeForce Now and Stadia are not the same thing in any way, shape or form. I see a lot of people trying to draw comparisons but, you know, GeForce Now is literally letting you play games that you already own in your Steam library that are compatible and you can pay, you know, for a higher end graphics card to stream off of. That's kind of how they they upsell you, right? If you want to get a 3080 and stream off of that, it'll cost you significantly more. Whereas Stadia is a la carte. You can purchase games, you can get free games with their monthly pro membership. But all I'm saying is This is is a a very important turning point where we're going to see more and more emphasis with TV manufacturers and with these companies, right? These gaming companies coming out and making sure that their product is as easily available as possible, right? That's the whole point of cloud gaming is ease of access.
1: I mean, I don't want to say that I called it, but Bruno Stradamus called it again and i got news for you it's probably only a matter of time before xbox jumps on the bandwagon and there is just an app for every single tv it's it's bound to happen uh they want it's the the system is already set in place and the fact that tvs are just jumping on board is no different than any type of smart device right 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 well right
2: bruno i think you in when you said in your 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 forecast prediction as you always get it right. I think you indicated that this is the this is the end or the start of the end of the console, right? I think that's why I'm not seeing Xbox Game Pass show up here in at least the initial um you know launch partners. Is that most people who play have their console connected to their TV, right? Mm-hmm. So especially people who have just purchased or lucky enough to purchase a Series X or even a Series S, you know they're not going to want to stream and they've got their console right there, right? So I could see the next generation of TVs and will now become adopt Xbox you know that the streaming service and you could see console sales go away like consoles will be no more because they'll move to a, a solely
1: you know streaming based pl- platform especially if uh, if TVs keep going the way they are right now with the technology and chips that they they've installed you know why why wouldn't there be su- such a thing as a gaming specific TV right that just has that chip built in into it or you know and, and maybe that might be something that PlayStation or Xbox dives into I mean we've already seen companies like Razer take their hand at just about every gaming peripheral that's available from chairs to masks masks right <laughs> like yeah. I don't know why gamers need that but apparently they, they want to get it in on too. so it, it looks doesn't super matter freaking
2: cool Bruno it that's does. why that, it, it GB lighting. Yeah. It does.
1: It does. I don't know how it would fit over my beard, but you know, I, I might shave it if plate. it was that cool. Like, you know, so Wow <laughs> What, 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 I, I'd say, I'd say shave it off, first. but shave it down. In, in,
0: Somebody, go ahead and uh, send your uh, your razor mask to uh, Bruno's home address and uh, watch him shave his beard. I guess yeah, that's a challenge. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but but good but luck getting one. You're right, Bruno. And
2: to me, the, what this looks like is this is the first step to bring what the customization and the and the ability to have that in the PC world? We're bringing that to console console primarily console people, right? That sit in their living room on their TV yep. rather than in front of a computer, right? Where they can you know use Google Stadia or GeForce now on their computer, right? Like those people don't probably play those as much because they don't sit in front of their computer. They sit in front of a TV with a console, right? So I could see what you say, Bruno, with these new TVs that are going to be more gaming focused, be developed and produced in a way that it's centered to be able to house and, and quickly switch between these different platforms and partners that all of a sudden now consoles will could become a thing of the past and you're just now buying, you could even be buying, Buying a Microsoft TV or yeah, well, a Sony saying, an TV, an Xbox TV, you, or an Xbox yeah, TV, a, a, you an know?
1: Xbox Ready TV. That's my point exactly. You know this idea that you know if we're seeing companies like Razor dive into these different peripherals, right, where they're willing to take this 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 leap of faith and, and try something as crazy as a really cool looking mask and and monitors and 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 microphones and all that kind of stuff. A company like Microsoft is bound to add something like that. And if you think it's it's silly to add something like that into a TV, I mean just a imag- just look at your phone. I mean your phone is pretty much all, r- all right there. So what's the difference of having like these these gaming ready Razer phones, right? Razer even brought out phones. So it it's not out of the realm of, of possibilities for for a company like Microsoft to go ahead and say you're right. You know, it's let's just make a gaming ready TV for this it's an all-in-one package. You don't have to uh you know own anything other than the TV and a controller. Uh it's going to be a while. It's going to be a long time, but mm-hmm. I can honestly, you know, see that happening down the road.
2: Yeah, well, I guess well, I'm going I'm going to ask Nick, you know, Nick, you're you're the one out of the three of us who's probably the most experienced and well-versed in this landscape, right? How do you feel like what we're saying? Like are you are you receptive in a positive way to eventually there being TVs that are developed for this? I mean, does it work for you or are you satisfied with kind of the the uh, uh, availability of offerings right now of what you do with Google Stadia
0: and, and others? There's pros and cons, right? Like, if you're going to say, okay, well, we're going to have, you know, the latest TVs have basically have consoles built into them um, where you're, you know, the, the hardware is there. Like you said, Bruno, the chip is just able to, to support that kind of thing beyond just the streaming aspects of it. It's good, but when, when it's bleeding edge tech, that means that the adoption rate is going to be very low and the price point is going to be very very high. It's important to realize that the, the the advantage, the unique position that cloud gaming has right now is the sheer convenience of being able to play a game pretty much everywhere, as long as you've got a reasonable connection speed. I mean, I, I have streamed Google Stadia games using a touchscreen. I've played AAA games like Cyberpunk, you know, in, in the weirdest places like a doctor's office where I'm like, ah, well, I don't mm-hmm. have my, my Kishi right now, but I can definitely hop on and, and knock out a couple side quests. And yeah. I have. And even with not the greatest connection, like we're, we're, we're finding with ways to streamline it. That's where I get more excited with cloud gaming, is the sheer ease of use, where anybody can hop onto one of these clients. Um, You know, I think right now the biggest the biggest problem, the hurdle is, while you may have the TV with the app, you still need some kind of controller to really utilize the tech. I would love to see just about any TV just be bundled with a generic USB wireless or, a, yeah, what wireless Bluetooth controller. Yeah. Because most of these controllers, Xbox Stadia, even Amazon Luna's, it's functionally identical. There's a couple minor, you you know, different buttons in the center that don't mean anything. But by doing that, you know, we we put the power in the gamers' hands to be like, here you go, enjoy these games, don't worry about the tech, don't worry about that $600 plus purchase to get the latest uh, in, in technology to play these games. I, I, I've said this many times, you know, anybody that has followed the show or followed uh, my blog articles knows I am a friend of Google Stadia. I love what they're doing because I, I think that right now they best personify why cloud gaming is so incredible because you can go on there right now on Stadia. You you probably have a Gmail account. If not, you just make one. And you can play Destiny 2. You can play uh, Super Animal Royale that just came out as a cross-platform game. You can play that for free or Bomberman. You have immediate access to those games. You don't need any kind of upsell whatsoever. I mean, they sell the 4K streaming, but you don't need that. 1080p is more than enough for most people. And by having that immediate access where you can just buy a game a la carte and own it forever and never need to pay a monthly subscription to them. You just have that game as long as the service exists, of course. That is the advantage of cloud gaming. And I want to see all these different platforms pop up because I think GeForce Now, Stadia, Luna, and even Xbox Game Pass, they're all offering unique models that don't really tread on each other. And so kind of like the modern day console wars, as it were, I want to see all these streaming platforms come to the table and continue to develop and understand their niche and lean into that so that we as gamers have those options. I I really like the way that the cloud gaming landscape is playing out right now. But for me, to answer your question, Brad, I'm more excited just about the convenience of this than I am about the cutting edge tech that might make it better.
2: Are you going to sit in front of your TV and stream it, though? I mean, let's be real. Like, if if you've already loved the convenience factor and you can do it Mm -hmm. remotely at doctor's offices or on the go, how likely are you now to sit at home and go, let me put it on my TV?
0: I mean, it it depends on the game. So right now, and I'll give you a great example, is I've been repurchasing the the Jackbox games on Stadia as they've come out on sale or the ones that I haven't purchased yet because it is very very convenient to have a device literally any device that i have that has internet access can now be a jackbox device whereas before i'm going to need a a pc or a a console to stream it from and then figure out the logistics of getting it out and even with one click i can stream it to youtube and let people check out the youtube stream to participate in it there's just so many uh convenience points and i still boot up stadia to play certain games just because i prefer playing it on that platform where i can't get it on a different. don't own it on a different platform. Because the latency, the input latency has gotten so low, I really couldn't tell the difference between, you know, racing in Dirt 5 on Stadia and racing in Dirt 5 on the Xbox Series X besides the graphics differences. But the input latency is practically gone. So I don't view streaming games through through Stadia as an inconvenience or a different way of doing things. To me, it's just another way to game.
1: I think that you have to look at the demographics of who, who this is aimed toward. And I think there will always be a place for consoles, just like there's always going to be a place for key PC gaming. What that looks like in terms of uh, what a console looks like is might be really different in the future. It might be bundled with a phone. It might be something that's, you know, the size of a, a external hard drive that you just carry around and then hook up to a TV, right? Where maybe there are gaming-ready TVs. But, you know, for, for a game. Gamer to say oh i'm going to buy this game this this smart tv that's gaming ready and hook it up would wouldn't make much sense right to to run your console along with the same tv however for the family of 4 or the you know the the budget you know the budget person out there who can't afford to buy a smart tv and then on top of it a $500 console you know I just finished an article that's going to be uh, out here soon on the blog, quitthebuild.com slash blog. And it's about basically how much money I spent in gaming over this last year and how that's changing and how that landscape of uh, games as a service is changing. So we have to realize that that gaming is more is, is the landscape of gaming is changing in a way that it's, it's trying to be more accessible for everyone. Uh, I don't see this as something that um, is going to entice gamers that already have a rig, you know, and something set up. However, you you know grandma when she's looking to you know get a new tv this is a great sell because you can be like you know then the kids don't, don't have to bring over their consoles all they have to do is bring over a controller that's much more manageable it's easier on them it's safer to bring that so unless we move to this this uh landscape where our phones act as the tether to the processing the powerful processing that. That we would need for for current gaming the next gen gaming that we see here i you know and it's built into the tv i can see where this ha- would have a practical applicable approach uh in different scenarios it's just about finding the right demographic no
2: i i think i agree with you bruno uh, quick sidebar cannot wait to read that article and see how much you spent on fortnite skins because i know <laughs> i spent a lot last year <laughs> i would be terrified to crunch those yeah numbers. I oh mean, my just goodness. as a sidebar so folks. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be a hot ticket blog article. I
1: highly <laughs> I recommend think so. going and reading
0: that. Yeah. Read it before Nicole finds yeah. out. <laughs> yeah.
1: Nicole told me. So she was the one that, oh. yeah, she, it was like that scene in Home Alone 2 where, you know, they're like, Kevin, you spend $967 on room service. Yeah. That was pretty much the, albeit a little bit less angry. So, and a little bit more understandable, yeah. but yeah, I mean, these, those, you know, those little, uh, little $20, uh, purchase here and there, they wrap up, up, man. Yeah. They add up. And yeah. then, you know, I mean, when you look at things like Game Pass Ultimate or Fortnite Crew, you know, yeah. where you've got these uh, Battle Pass uh, structures to games, it's something that's that's yeah, we're just seeing it everywhere, right? Like, I, I've got a million. I've got, you know, Hulu, Netflix, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus right now. We've got it all. We've got it all mm-hmm. for those streaming services. It is- the and subscription market adding.
2: these days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah it is. big time. But, but, but just yeah. to circle back, Bruno, to your point, sorry, quick aside for the blog, you gotta go read it, the content's fantastic. <laughs> uh, but I, I think it ties in with Nick's point, right? I see this, this is building and, and reaching out and growing the community, right? The accessibility here as Nick said is paramount, right? To be able, and I think the Jackbox games are a great example. My family loves to play those, but oh, because yeah. I own them on Xbox, it does make it hard to travel with those if I'm not hosting my family. So to be able to quickly load that with a controller on any TV, quickly stream it on any device, on a phone, on a computer, on a TV, that accessibility to bridge together a family with a grandma, young kids, you know, multiple adults, like and the accessibility to to do that anywhere you go that is huge. So that's going to bring a new yeah. uh, that's going to define a new level of casual gamer where people can just access things if and when they want kind of casually here and there, find a few games that they like to do as a, as a side activity that's going to be different than, like you said, our core, the core gamers who really have a strong following are either their console or PC and they buy, like, it's going to be a different demographic, but I think the accessibility is going to be unsurmounted in terms of cloud-based gaming.
0: Yeah, it's so, e- it's so easy to take for granted when you have that disposable income to spend on video games, where you you <laughs> run into that scenario where maybe maybe money is tight one month, or you're being like, yeah, we got to scale back a little bit. Yeah. And then it, it becomes more obvious why these these cloud gaming services are, are taking off because yeah, it's so easy to just hop yep. in and take a free trial and just be playing these games with a, with a minimal, if any, physical cost to entry. Um, where you know someone who is gaming on a budget, they could look at that and be like, hey, that's that's fantastic. Let's let's invest ourselves into that system because we know it's going to be a good value. Value for us in the short term. Today's podcast is sponsored in part by Pierce Unlimited for marketing media that works. And bespoke design to power your business, visit pierceunlimited.com. Stop on by. Check out their fantastic podcast packages that will get you set up to have a fan- yeah, really a, a top-notch a logo, just like the ones that we have on all of our network shows. And a whole lot more. Again, pierceunlimited.com. We've got something very exciting to celebrate, like we mentioned before, the one-year anniversary of Quit the Bill. It's hard to believe, but... On the, I'd uh, rather, uh, January 6th. Yes. Thank you, audience. Thanks, kids. <laughs> Thanks, go to bed. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> as of us recording this, go to bed. But, uh, yeah, on January 6th of 2021, the very first episode of the Quit the Build podcast aired. And man, wow. it has been such an incredible journey. You know, Bruno, you and I, we, we had discussed the concept behind it. And, you know, we just kind of went all in on it and said, Hey, let's, let's, you know, we, we didn't really know the trajectory that we would take off on. I don't think, I, th- I think that's how most creative ventures go yeah but nonetheless here we are uh one year later and of course we got we got brad in the mix that's easily oh, yeah. our our best acquisition so oh, far for sure. well, hey 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 yeah. <laughs> gotta love the fan
2: favorites right yeah <laughs>
0: that's right you know initially our beer correspondent then we said ah you know i guess he's more than just a gimmick <laughs>
2: <laughs> well i'm glad that you guys saw more in me than just the beer gimmick but having looking at this now and looking at you two as kind of the original duo who got this podcast started it's uh, we got I got to ask you guys you know wh- what are some of your favorite moments when you look back at the year what are one or two things that you guys go man th- th- those have a soft spot in my heart make
1: me laugh or you look back and go what were we talking about any any of the first episodes I would say those are that's my that's my first thought what were we talking about what was I oh, talking man. about uh, yeah. and, and I think we've uh, we've learned as, as any podcast learns don't judge us by our first episode judge us by you know uh, your favorite episode give us a few tries right uh, yeah. but uh, it, it, it looking back when every episode that we've done we really just cranked out it just seems it seems like a lot it seems like we've done a lot in a year you know we started off doing two episodes a week um, Wednesday we've released, the, released them Wednesdays and Saturdays uh, so it it, it you know it scaled back a little bit, but we added we added gotta watch. Um, we we've added things through our through our network and and acquired uh, other podcasts that that share the same sentiment that we do and share our vision for the growth of our community. And it's just been it's been great for me to see how everything has uh, come about. And I'm excited because I just I feel like I feel like we're the Fortnite of of podcasts right like you know wow. where where we we're not bound by necessarily I don't want to say realism but <laughs> you know we're not jaded <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're not jaded by by these types of things we kind of have just a let's give it a shot attitude and I think that that's you know really been driven by uh, Nick's just propensity to just say let's just try it let's try and see you know what's the worst they're gonna say right? And that has really helped us throughout this entire year. And I'm excited to see what what he's willing to try in 2022.
0: (laughs) What won't he do? I'm the I'm the Mikey of uh of what was it Life Serial. Oh man, yeah. that's a he likes it. He likes it. He likes. He'll yeah.
1: try anything. <laughs> that's right.
0: Yeah, you know, for me, it gives a, I guess a specific example of just a moment where I realized like we were just we, we were we were in for a good time. I I agree. Of course, our first couple of episodes were just super awkward in that city podcast. <laughs> but when we finally just started to get into it back and forth with just like random comedy bits or going off on rabbit trails, and the time that I I mean. I, mean, I I swear to god it was improvised. I, I had come up with the idea of the the Martinsburg Earth Ploppers oh, as, a, as a parody to the Harlem Globe Trotters. Oh, yeah. I really didn't I think anything of it. I thought it would just get a chuckle out of you. But when I, I I said the Earth Ploppers and you just lost it. Like it was the first time I think that that one of us like had a laughing <laughs> fit so bad that it like stopped the podcast.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 100% that was such a yeah. such a clever clever joke uh, to just come up with right on the spot and it's things like... Like that, that you know, it reminds me of that uh, that video I saw of this dad who one of his kids had kicked a ball to him, and he kicked it, kicked it away, and it went into a basketball hoop, and like none of his family saw it. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, 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 he's <laughs> looking around like you're oh just, come on, he's
1: kind of looking around like hey, did anybody catch that? Like that's how I felt with that joke. Like there, there weren't enough people in the world. To appreciate the cleverness that was that joke, uh, that's definitely made a one T-shirt. Of yeah, I had to, and well, we've still <laughs> been talking about the plops. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. what I'm
2: saying. That and that's another great aspect of our our website and our community is the merch page. And I go back and that's captured some of our best memories. In my opinion, we've got the Martinsburg Earth Ploppers that you guys just talked about. Swag, come on, guys, we got swag and that's squad swag. And how can go, you squad? That's that's squad swag. Yes, yes. And how can you Say not that forget? pumpkins and
1: Springleaf. <laughs> oh yeah oh man the we got a platform the, of platforms a platform of platforms bringing platformers back to platforms which is a great platform
0: um, you know <laughs> and uh, the good news is in in 2022 we won't uh share too many details but uh you may see a return of some of those uh those bits right we got some uh, interesting plans of, of unique content slated for uh 2022 yeah um and and being a long-term listener uh definitely will pay off in in, in that regard but uh, as far as some of our listeners favorite because I did ask there on our discord about some of our uh, our listeners favorite moments from the last year. Uh, we did get uh, something from, of course, uh, Chris from the one hour one decision podcast said he really enjoyed our coverage of E3. And I thought that was that was a cool moment where it was like, but before that, it was just us kind of winging it of like, hey, what stories do we want to talk about? Or what do we think are going to be big stories, but actually being a part of the digital, you know, online press pool, right, yeah. we got press passes for that event, and being able to be behind the scenes. And we, we met a lot of journalists and people that are kind of in their own indie spaces um, that we have relationships with to this day. It was a very cool moment where I'm like, man, this is you know, this is us talking about the the big stuff as it happens. Yeah. We were recording an episode every day. That was exhausting, and yeah. we were doing it from home. Yeah, I can't exactly. imagine uh, being there in person. Um, but I I, I definitely agree uh, with Chris on that. That was uh, definitely one of our, our our high points. We also got from uh, Terry. He said, I enjoyed the moment Bruno discovered the soundboard. There <laughs> we go. <laughs> it's a very important.
2: Uh,
1: (laughs) 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 yes that is uh that was one of my favorite bits this year is finding this soundboard and just having so much fun with it i mean you're you're bound to hear something crazy every episode because there's always just a slip of the finger and you never know what's gonna happen so (laughs) i just
0: Go with the flow, right? <laughs> there you go. Oh, and one other thing that I have to mention. I'm surprised you didn't say this, Bruno. Uh, when we uh, did the the Codemasters interview, probably our biggest interview of, yeah. of 2021. I mean, you know, I know you're you're the biggest F1 racing fan out of all of this. I mean, what was that like for you to actually be talking with Lee Mather, you know, who was right there in the thick of it, producing a new F1 game?
1: That was amazing for me. I remember having to get up at the, you know, uh, Crack Ass of Dawn. Um, yeah, you to actually, to actually talk to him and so I was a little you know I was still trying to wake myself up uh, um, and actually talk with them and it's just so amazing to see the amount of work that they put into the game and I know that it was a little rough launch for them but you know I hung in there and uh, they fixed everything and it just goes to show you that there are real people behind the games that um, that we love and sometimes they can't always make things right for the community like they want but they try their best their fans themselves and so i think that's just uh, it was an important reminder for me and just i think everyone really to to go easy on on game you know the the developers who are making these games right you know we've seen a lot in 2021 where there have been death threats for you know these delays and stuff and so it's been it's been hard but with gaming being the number two essentially entertainment revenue, you know, service, it's something that that's not going away and is only going to become more ingrained in our lives. And so to have that opportunity to sit down and talk with somebody about a AAA game, you know, and just meet the people behind it was really special. I think that that's, that's something that I'd like to do again in 2022 and, and also talk to influencers, right? I think, that there's a lot of people on twitch and and just uh on facebook gaming her doing a lot of really cool really cool special things and i'd really love to uh to just talk to more uh people in the community and in the in the gaming space right
0: absolutely yeah there's just so much to get excited about but uh you know the important thing is we made it one year we got over that hump and uh and here's to uh an exciting 2022 and beyond so
1: Nah, <laughs> I'm. That wasn't what exactly no? what I was looking for. Um, I'll, I'll take that. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's that's Aww. a little better. Right after the karate chop. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well okay, of course guys we have to say as always make sure to go check out our website that is quitthebuild.com you're going to get everything that you need we've been plugging different aspects of that website so I won't go into too much detail but again you can go to our community page uh, and check out all of the ways you can connect with us on social media and of course if you go to our network page you're going to see all of our amazing network partners like one hour one decision or even the double DQ wrestling podcast Kung Fu Penguin and a whole lot more are all waiting there for you and of course make sure to check out our mailing list if you go on to Twitter uh, you can follow our review mailing list where we're going to be putting out uh, some of our favorite indie content creators spotlight them on there as well as keep you up to date on everything happening within the QTB network new podcast episodes Uh, we are going to get back in the swing of that uh, starting this Monday um, coming out of the holidays so just another thing for you to uh, stay in the loop on what's going on and of course don't forget you can also follow us on discord we have new people joining the server every day it's really great when people join that um, and we get to make those connections with people that we wouldn't have otherwise. And of course, Terry's on there. Everybody loves yeah, Terry. So, Terry. Yeah. Hey, Terry.
1: Well, yeah, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And like we said, join that Discord and say hello to us. We really do appreciate you guys jumping in from all avenues of of just the Internet space, right? Like, it's great to see people come in from TikTok and then, you know, people give us uh, some comments on Twitter and whatnot. So it's really great to see the community that we're building, and I'm excited for what we've got in store for 2022. Right, Brad? Of course, Bruno. And I just want to wish everyone in our community and you two guys
2: a happy new year. What a great way to kick off the year with a great episode celebrating our pod podiversary. Is that a word? Yeah, that's uh, what they say on Twitter. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a term. <laughs> podiversary. I finally, yeah, it's a thing. I used a word. It worked. I did a thing. So <laughs> yes. No, just just a. Con- Congratulations to you two, to our community, to all of our Patreon subscribers, everyone that supports the network, our partners, you know, it, it's been such a fun journey in year one and I am looking forward to what's coming in year two and everyone listening should should be too. So get ready, strap yourself in, it's going to be a wild ride. Here we go, 2022 and quit the Build Network, let's do it. Buckle
1: up, Bruno, get us the heck out of here. Well, I'm telling you, this is going to be an amazing 2022, guys, I'm so excited that you're here. For Nick and Brad, I'm Bruno.
0: For Bruno and Brad, I'm Nick.
2: And for Nick and Bruno, I'm Brad. Peace out. What it do?
1: Hands up. Do we kind of cool?
2: Support for this podcast comes from viewers like you. Visit patreon.com slash quit the build to join the QTB crew today.